0: and hello and welcome to another episode of purple elf productions it's the crossover episode pew pew you all remember those crossovers like x-men and x-factor get together to fight apocalypse and stuff like that this is purple Elf productions bringing together stop shaking your head no sean we're bringing together metazoo and everquest together into one episode and we're doing it with Zaid, somebody who's been there in both games with us and i'm very excited Zaid. welcome back to the show again super great to see you thanks for having me and sean just in in the nick of time here sliding in i know you got the questions lined up baby i even heard one came out one came out at you a second ago before we even started it was a question for you from zade i'm gonna start by answering that one then you can get into it zade was asking us
1: how don't look at me like that you're gonna start by answering a question that you haven't asked that's interesting i like that idea
0: zade asked us how we've been liking the faceless and I would just like to say that I feel like um, one of those birds that's on like a big, like a uh, big rhinoceros and he's getting his meals just by tagging along. Or, you know, the thing that goes around under a shark and like gets his sustenance. Sometimes yeah, I feel like that. I look at all my gear and I'm like, I do not do enough work to get all this gear. There's no way this should be happening. <laughs>
1: The, the bird's name is a tit, which is perfect for you. And then the fish is called a sucker fish. And so even better for you, uh, you know, all you do is show up and just take, 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 and don't really give a lot back. That's, no. Um, yes, I, I would love to answer that question, too. How has it been for me since I've had time to be there? So, I, you know, I never got to live this dream out in the past, like some of us did. <clears throat> They got to go and do time and all these fancy things. And um, I never got to do that. So first of all, I'd just like to say thank you again. Um, I I said it the first time I got to do it that night to to the raid. And thank you again, Zade, for for taking me through it the first time. It was awesome. It was awesome every time we did it after that. I still continue to have fun going into time and doing it. I know other people, you know, it becomes kind of a, a drag, but...
0: I think oh, I could wait, probably Who said that? that? Are you starting drama right now? Who's saying that, I, Sean? Uh, I
1: I got a list of names who said it, but I'm <laughs> not gonna I'm not gonna uh, bring that up now. <laughs> um, and also, uh, you know, I I'm so close to being having best in slot in all my slots, and now we're working on Augs, too. That I, I don't even know what to say about that. Like, even being this close to the pinnacle, um, I just never thought I'd be able to do it. So again, thank you, for, like for allowing us and for being a part of a guild that is accessing this stuff and doing it and and lastly it's it's a hell of a lot of fun it's not it's never i never feel like it's work so thank you for that too
2: hey awesome thanks i you know it it's awesome having you guys and Maybe you guys don't realize it, but you bring a lot just beyond just yourselves. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people in Faceless who found us because of the podcast, because of you guys. And you guys have like sort of your own community that you carry around with you. So uh, you are immensely beneficial to us as well. So thank you for that. And it's been fun. It's crazy to think that this all came from like a, a random Discord message uh, that I got from from Jeff a long time ago, right? Here we are. Yeah.
1: I, I friendships are made in the strangest ways and when we set out to do this, um, it was really one of the main goals was to build a community and to have you be a part of it is, I don't know, I know it feels great to me, and I know it feels great to Jeff, we're bo- both really grateful for it, but enough uh, ass-grabbing. And,
0: um... <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to I describe who you are a little bit, Zade, first of all, to the people who are listening to this on the MetaZoo side of things. Because they've never met you before. Uh because you're on the EverQuest side of things, everybody basically knows who you are. Zayd is a. It, there's this MMORPG <laughs> that came out in nineteen ninety-nine called EverQuest. It predated World of Warcraft. It's awesome. People still play it, but it's more like a cult following. Now it's a smaller group of people who kind of play it like fanatically. And Zade just happens to be like the best player. Not necessarily like it's not that he can play the monk the best or the wizard the best, but he has like coordination skills and he's like, seems to be able to accomplish more in this game than other people have been able to. Um, really good organiza- organizational skills and whatnot. And so that's kind of your background there, Zade. Anything else you want to say about that? Maybe mention your guild that you've developed over um, time?
2: Well, I am also an, uh, a MetaZoo Invitational winner. <laughs> <laughs> First Invitational. First Invitational, so I, I think that's important to mention in this context. Uh, yeah, I run. A, I run a really big guild um, with a lot of great people in it, and I do a, a very small amount of work. And all, the combined work of all those many hands, who which are involved, makes light work for me. So that's all there is to it. Faceless, join Faceless if you ever play at request. That's it. End.
0: <laughs> and so then, when we put together uh, the MetaZoo shows and started uh, doing some of those, Sean and I, we made a tournament, the Purple Elf Productions Invitational, which we've had two of now. The very first one, you gotta start somewhere, right? The very first one was Sean versus zade with myself commentating. I think I might have been drunk. I'm not sure. I might have been drunk on Coors Light. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, six six or seven deep, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Um, man, that brings up another question. I'm wondering how many uh like really drunk people you've gotten on raids that you've had to deal with. But um yeah, you took down that tournament hard, uh Zayd, because we started off what do you wanna tell everybody how you developed that deck? Because that deck just wrecked
2: um so at the time we were we were using like i guess casual rules we who knew what what the tournament rules at the time were because it's kind of early on um but i live next to a river i live like right by a river but i'm still in a in a city area so i built a deck that manipulated that uh, that a lot and i had a lot of river related uh creatures which served me well um that was kind of it but it was also like my first time really competitively I think really playing Metazoo at all. Like, I had done like test games with myself. Um, and before stream, maybe before the episode, maybe we uh, you and I played one game, yeah, and you you crushed me. And I was like, I hate this game, (laughs) (laughs) I hate this game. (laughs) I'm not a fan of of losing at things, you know what I mean? Um, and I tried not to be like um, (sighs) a sore loser outwardly, but internally, I'm a super sore loser. And I was like, man, uh, Gumbaru is a terrible card. How is this one, <laughs> one mana cost or whatever it was? You know what I mean? I can't do anything. Um, oh, I'm not a fire deck. It just beats me. Okay, Gumparoo, thanks. No.
1: <laughs> yeah, but then you just smoked me, so it was, you know, it, justice prevailed in the end. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Everything was right in the world.
2: Good thing you did not have a Gumparoo.
1: No. No, I refused to play that deck or the, the fish deck The one you smoked me with. But, anyways, we'll get past this. But today, Jeff, you, you were bringing it together. Look at that confused look on his face right now. He doesn't, a question is coming towards him. This is the first time ever, maybe, folks, on the show. Uh, um, you wanted us to have a crossover. You wanted us to yeah, talk about yeah. both things, not just one or right, the other. Right, right, right. So, okay, so, okay,
0: okay. So, I got to admit to everybody, I wanted today to be like to us to get deep. because I want to go deep on both. And then I wanted to cross the two over. I don't know if we're going to have enough time. So we're going to start on the back end here, which is going to be the most fun part. And then we're going to see how much we get to the front end. I'm, re- I'm flipping the script, Sean. You've ever heard of that flipping the script? This is what they mean when they do that. Right now, I'm literally flipping the script upside down. It's okay. like if you watch educate. the shining forwards and backwards I at educate. the same time. Yeah, let's do this. So what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to bring MetaZoo and EverQuest together into one world. Okay. So I need you to, guys to start ideating with me now. Now, I haven't planned any of this out, so we got to start thinking about it here. You're a new character. You walk out of Freeport, and we got to somehow, what beasties would be in that area, right? When you walk mm. out of So for everybody who's now an EverQuest fan who doesn't know about MetaZoo, MetaZoo is a card game like Magic the Gathering, but it's full of cryptids, like Bigfoot and Mothman and the... Beast of Busco Lake, and the Oklahoma Octopus, and all these weird cryptids from around the world are in this game, so, I mean, would Mothman be hanging around there? Would it be Bigfoot? What are we talking? What are the Terras outside of Freeport?
2: Uh, You know, I feel like in MetaZoo, the the Earth Terra, which is what Freeport would have, or you know, the, whatever there's the gray colored one, the Mountain Terra, maybe, uh, I think that's like the least developed right now, Um, so it'd be hard to say what would be in Freeport off the top, but... I think um, Kithakor Forest, which is nearby, is a great place for, uh, for Bigfoot. I agree. Um, as for Mothman, I feel like this is, this is kind of going to come out of left field. I think Mothman would be in East Karana by yeah. the uh, barbarian and human fishing villages over there. Nice. And he would, like, tell them that, like, that big wooden bridge was going to collapse sometime soon. And, you know <laughs> what I mean? He would, he would be harassing those people. He's not in a huge metropolitan area like Freeport or Canos or Greater Fate Arc, you know. But he's, he's picking on these people in the suburbs. He's near Kanos.
0: He could pop into Kanos over there a little bit, right? He, he could. He could make his way down there a little bit. Um, I love the idea of uh, him being in... A... Bigfoot being in Kithikor, because it feels like you could hide in there, and Bigfoot gets invisibility in the game. And it feels like Kithakor is, like, a good place to find a little hiding spot
2: over in the corner or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, he would be, like, in Kithakor or Lesser Fade Arc, one of those two places. Okay, so, now,
1: where's Sam hanging out? That's what I want to know. Where is
2: good old Sam Sinclair hanging out? Sam Sinclair definitely is from, is straight out of uh, North North Canos.
0: Yeah. What class? I, probably, I mean, he bats, he whacks on things with a bat, so we're probably talking some type of melee class, right?
2: Yeah. Probably, probably a paladin. I would say he's a paladin or a bard.
0: Yeah, light class. Probably paladin, might make some sense. Comes from the light aura.
2: Yeah. Okay, okay, and then it's who is the, um, Adam Ackler, I think Adam Ackler, he strikes me as like a high-keep type. No, you know what, maybe he would be the... He, Adam Ackler would be from the Academy of Arcane Sciences in Freeport. Nice, yeah. Adam Ackler is kind of a,
0: a smarty pants, a little bit, and just really like talented, kind of like a real Harry Potter type character. Character like a lot of deep talent going on. He's there. kind
2: of like not sure if he's going to be a good guy or a bad right,
0: guy yet. Right, right, right. Okay. And then we got Rose, who kind of likes to learn a lot about the the critters. Has to be a druid then, right? If is always trying to learn about the beasties and also has some healing
2: skills. Yeah, yeah. I'd say probably a druid maybe a high elf
0: okay all right so we have our team of adventurers now let's say they ran into loveland frogman what do you think the strat is if you're on a raid first of all if you're
2: in a raid to go kill loveland frogman what do you have to kill before you even get to loveland do we assume that they know about loveland frogman or when they meet him are they like you know is this attempt number one? Oh, attempt number one for sure we get to be we're devving the game right now okay so like attempt number one sam walks up immediately gets paralyzed by his ability right and sam's <laughs> just out of the fight so so then it's just adam ackler and uh rose, rose. yeah and it's, it's definitely a wipe so a, a wizard it. and a druid at this point no tank right they fall. no tank yeah oh no
1: first ones a definitely is a wipe I feel there like we need some there. support, this this is only
0: a team of three, I feel like we need a true EverQuest team. Can we throw in Dingbell here, which is kind of
2: like Sam's yeah.
0: cryptid that he carries around that helps him out with his electronics and stuff like that?
2: It could, he could take the, he could absorb the first, you know, the first wave of uh, debilitating uh, CC that...
0: Uh, so he just sends in Dingbell rocks. to, like, proc yeah. the AE? <laughs> yeah. I love he it. everybody.
1: Now this is all taking place in in the in, in the full swamp. Is that where this is taking place? Ooh. Like right outside of right. Gook? Like hmm. near or is it in Gook? Like is he like like down inside Gook and you gotta make a go lot in of there?
2: Sense. I actually so there's a compelling case, right? Because he's the Loveland Frogman and the Mar twins were in Innithal Swamp, right? Oh. But if I had to pick a place, I think I would instead pick lake rath tier that's where you'd find Loveland frog man that big the, the big water. ass
0: lake that's a huge lake yeah. right yeah mm-hmm. there's also
2: there is a named frog lock in that lake he's really really rare um he's, he's actually what prince kermit he, he's like named after kermit the frog
1: yeah he runs right along the bank
2: where you zone in there right he, yeah and he and, uh, he's a shadow knight so you'll find out when you die because of the harm touch <laughs>
0: so loveland Frogman in the game of metazoo cannot be targeted by spells or abilities so how is this going to play out in
2: everquest what's the strat in fighting this thing so i would think um the way that would manifest in eq would be one of two things it would either be he's a belly caster so you got to be within melee range to engage him or <laughs> there has to be some other other way to you know engage him so like maybe he's got some uh smaller frogmen that that you defeat and each one takes a portion of his life away you know what i mean i love it yeah
0: okay okay what about uh we said mothman is probably in the karanas
2: you say the Mm -hmm. east karanas yeah east karana you have to imagine that in if you were to transpose eq into, like, a live world, the all the things would be bigger, right? Because North Canos wouldn't be, like, the human capital and have, like, nine houses in it, right? Right, right. so the, the village in the Kuranas would be much, much larger. Right, and the and Kuranas, that's what would
0: be. for those who aren't listening, you have hills, but hills with villages in them, right? And some wooded well, areas, little pockets of wooded
2: areas? I, I don't know if I would say they're... Like, technically, there are hills in Korana but they are the planes of they're they're
0: pretty they're pretty flat so how are they approaching the mothman fight then are they is it all about mr at this point
2: well i didn't say we were fighting him but (laughs) no um Wait, are you thinking mothman might be a good guy and engaging him would ruin our faction i think that mothman
0: could be neutral
2: oh maybe we
0: just avoid mothman we're gonna get bad faction with the rainbow wizard
2: or something he's a quest giver he's a quest mothman so he has a few different forms right there's one in each set so far Okay. Uh, Isn't the first one like it can, it can, you can win the game or you can kill it? Right. So Mothman definitely comes with Death Touch. Okay. Yeah. And then you got to deal with that. I mean, you need a a number of people, right, to absorb the DT. So classic EverQuest.
0: And is Mothman going to be the head boss? Like, are we skipping all the way to the end here? Or. I mean, there's some big-ass, like, Quetzalcoatl or whatever is supposed to be enormous,
2: like, fills up the sky, you know? Yeah, but if you think about it, the final boss of Classic EQ is of e Sham. It's just a butterfly. It's a tiny (laughs) little thing. Powerful. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right, so how about... um, What is... uh, Who are some of the beasties that you think people would be most freaked out to see show up in the EQ world? What do you think would turn it on its head the most? And like ones that you'd actually want people playing EQ now to just encounter,
2: if they put it in almost like a bug? I don't know. There's a lot of really good BCs that would, would mesh pretty dang well with EQ. Like, I don't think anyone, any BC would like shock people. I th- maybe just like the humanoid ones. But the coolest ones to run into would be, like, Hodag, um, the, the ones you see on, like, the, the packs. Yeah. Hodag, Quetzalcoatlus would be really cool. Um, I definitely think, uh, what's, his, what's his name? Nalligan. Wendigo. Wendigo would be cool. Death oh, would yeah. definitely be a raid mob. Yeah,
1: Wendigo would be cool. Wendigo, Wendigo would, be would be super cool. cool.
2: What you know what would freak people out the most? I think the Fresno Nightcrawlers. Oh. <laughs> Just a big pair of pants.
0: Ugh. And I believe, is, isn't there something on that card like you can only contract it if you're not wearing pants? Yeah. I think it actually says that on the card. So everybody, if, again, if you only play EQ and not... So this game not only has cryptids, uh, like Bigfoot and stuff, but it also has fourth wall effects. Like some things you can only do... If you have a certain thing, like when Zade won that first tournament, he was playing these sewer alligators, which you can only contract if you live in a city. And so <laughs> there's this card that says you can only play it if you don't have any pants on. So I don't know about that business right there.
2: Yeah, there'd be a lot of prove it. Right. <laughs> I, I watched a guy, I, I watched a live stream of a MediZ tournament and a guy actually got, he had to, he lost a game and had to take Met, Fresno Crawlers out of his deck because he was wearing pants. No, he, you know, you did not. Stop it I, right swear, now. I swear, I <laughs> swear, it was on Caster Society. It was at that big <laughs> Texas tournament. I was well, was it. Like top, he was like top thirty-two. He was like far in the tournament. He had to take. I'm like, oh, so I would just take my pants off. Uh, <laughs> yeah, why not? What's the big deal? Uh, yeah, this guy did not want to win badly enough. Mm-mm. I wouldn't That's even. Amazing. It wouldn't even have occurred to me to take them out of my deck. I would have been like, all right, well, I guess I hope. Hope I wore the good underwear today because these pants are coming off. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> oh i
0: love it all right i want to get deep into both of these games here for a minute and kind of separate them again for a sec i have a my first my metazoo question for you is i want you to be just honest about some of your first impressions with it because i know when we played against each other you had mentioned like some of these games can feel really one-sided and now since then i have had some games that are not aren't as one-sided and is give and take but i gotta admit I was worried about that and i still am a little bit like i need to i need to feel comfortable that the game's being developed in a way where if two people sit down with random decks like after five turns the one person isn't defeated um do you still feel that way sometimes or is there other things you feel about the game
2: that um made an impression on you so is this is this the part where i I talk about like all the the bad things that the cons of metazoo yeah, go for it, man. I think I'm it, ready think, to unload over here. I think it should be talked about. I think it should be because I think that's how it gets better,
0: right? And we're not if right. we just ignore it, then what? Then what are we doing?
2: Okay, so here, here first, I'm going to say the good things. Uh, I really like the, some of the art. I think the concept fundamentally is very cool. I think the fourth wall stuff is cool. Um, the creatures are very interesting to me, and it's appealing and it has a lot of potential. Here are the bad things uh first the official discord post announcements way too frequently that mean nothing okay <laughs> i am in every single everquest discord like 900 streamers okay and i left the metazoo discord because it was too much second the, the actual gameplay itself yeah uh-huh. it is is really one-sided the fact that your creatures can attack someone else's creatures means that if you get a big advantage it's really hard for the uh, the underdog to come back there's not a lot of back and forth people are gonna counter with like you know fringe examples of decks that are built to do that kind of thing but right now that's not the case and then we look at like let's let's look at the reserve list okay the reserve list is it's still just promos and mana rocks right? So, they, they put the, the mana rocks on reserve list. I don't know why the cards are, are basically useless. The mana curve in Metazoo, not very well balanced because you have cards that are basically free, like Gumbaru, which are game breaking. Um, and then you got five drops that are are not. Like, if, there's, there's times where if you could pick between this five drop and this one drop 10 turns into the game, you pick the one drop because it's still just better. So, what are you doing, right? And there, it's not like once a common and once a rare, they're both rares. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's a, a problem. Um, but yeah, fast mana just doesn't have an, an incredible place uh, in the game right now. So I don't see why the mana rocks are so powerful. Even even the the Black Lotus of the game, functionally, it is a Black Lotus. Um, a lot of decks are improved by cutting it out. Because yep. it just, what's it doing? It doesn't do anything. Right. It doesn't do anything. Um, other than that, the rulebook is way too small and old. The- <laughs> Challenge you to find someone who's like, no, that rulebook was good. I could read everything. That's it's not funny. true. The symbols across different sets have changed, so I sometimes struggle to understand which symbols are what. Yeah, there's new symbols um, now. Other than that, it's mostly good. But yeah, I mean, the gameplay just isn't isn't where it needs to be. But there's still time to fix it. However, I don't know that that is really their intent. It, so. The feeling I've gotten from um, the company. That is making Medizoo right now is that they are making it for collectors. The there are marketing practices at play, which I think are kind of predatory on people who want to, who are who are um, collecting addicts. What are you and talking I about? say that? As, are you, I say that as a person who collects, right? Like, look at your background. Yeah, I, I know, right? <laughs> so, like, I'm a collector by nature, um, and I. It, so it's kind of weird for me to say that, but like. There's like a new promo every freaking day in Metazoo, um, and they're all playable. And you're like, whoa! So like, it's supposed to make you think like, I need to get that. It'll be valuable because it'll be playable. But the fact is, I feel like I say this with no statistical backing, right? I feel like most people buying Metazoo cards are actually buying buying them as a an investment, as like a reseller, or b as a collector because they like them and they want to collect them. They are not. I think the minority of players are buying them to a play. And ultimately, it's a game. Games that are not played have failed. The reason Magic retains its value... Like, less than 5% of
0: people who buy Pokemon packs play the game. Yes, because it appeals to (laughs) (laughs) 5-year-olds.
2: That's a good point. Um, And Pokemon also has a huge flagship of, like, 10 other things Mm -hmm. that bring people into the card game, right? Yeah, sure. When Metazoo is the best-selling game on the Switch... For like six consecutive years and the best-selling game on any mobile handheld handheld platform great then it can um it can just throw the card game out but right now i think it needs to be a good card game magic you look at the cards that are the best like the most valuable cards in magic they are powerful cards in competitive or casual play right why is why is black lotus so expensive it is the most powerful card in the game okay it hasn't been reprinted in a million years because they knew back then, hey, this card is the most powerful card in the game and they never printed anything more powerful than it. And the value has increased. Now it's got the collection bonus, power bonus, all the things going for it. Um it just I just don't see the same thing happening right now. Yeah, but like in Metazoo, only...
0: for those of you listening, um the most valuable cards right now are not the most played cards. It's the same concept as Pokémon. It's like the ones that look the coolest. The most valuable cards should probably be like uh, I don't know, New Year's New Beginnings, because it's the most, you know, hardest to find and most powerful card, but that's not the most valuable card in MetaZoo, it's Mothman, which like nobody plays with, but it's the iconic one.
2: Yep. Yeah, you pull a foil, full foil Mothman, and it's the, the best card you can get out of out of a, like a standard pack. Um, and I really want to play with it, and I literally cannot, can't build a competitive deck with it. You <laughs> can't do it right now. Um, in fact, I feel like black is kind of weak in general, unless you make that, that Bananas deck or whatever. Yeah, the Um, Napa Rebob. Yeah, the Napa rebobs. So I think it needs work, but it's only in the second set, so that's fine. There's plenty of time for it to get work. If you've ever played, um, what is it called, 93, 94 Magic, which I have, I'm a big fan of it, it has Floss too. Right. Right, so there's time to develop it. Uh, Magic was kind of the opposite of what MetaZoo is, where people didn't get steamrolled so much, um, as it was, like, very grindy. You know, it's a little bit too grindy. The answers mm. were better than the threats
0: back then. All the spells mm. and the removal were better than the creatures. And with Metazoo, it seems like the opposite. The creatures
2: are what's the focus. Right. Yeah, well, Metazoo first. needs to find a way to have, like, reasonable board wipes and solid counters. But the problem is, how do you make a mana-efficient counter when the best creatures your, your opponent plays are also one mana? <laughs> My counter spell has to be free for it to be a positive
1: yeah there's they don't have enough board wipe they are just enough critical mass wipe to to make people pun- punish people who play that style and there's no way to come back once you're behind it's almost impossible it's it's, yep. it's they have to be able to fix that piece of the game too um it, that's what that's one of the reasons why magic has stayed successful for as long as it has is because you can be thinking that you have a game dominated and the game can get flipped completely on its head and you can lose the game just because you made one bad mistake or one error yeah
0: i think that's one of the reasons people like the nfl honestly it's because one bad pass from a quarterback can go from what looks like it's going to be a touchdown to the other team scoring a pick seven and there's like a 14 point swing and things can change so quickly people like games that can change quickly like that and where the underdog takes over you know Mm -hmm. right okay um well let's uh let's switch to oh and by the way you're still going
2: to play in our invitationals right yeah I, i'm still interested you know like we talked about a little bit before the stream um current events right it's just a bad time for me right
0: yeah all right um so let's talk everquest um i want to learn a little bit about the lore um so is there a lore so for those of you now on the side of metazoo um we're playing this version of everquest where we're playing every expansion as it comes out, and an expansion will come out like every two to three months. Um, we've played these expansions before. They've come out in the past. We're kind of like reliving that at an accelerated pace with some new rules. It's a lot of fun. A lot of people are playing on this particular server named Mischief. Right now, we just got into an expansion called Lost Dungeons of Norath, and then we will be going to the gates of Discord. We also just had some called Yekasha, Ruins of Yekasha, or something, which was a little add-on. And Zaid, I don't know anything about this lore. And Zaid, everybody, for those of you who don't know, is the resident expert on uh, EverQuest lore. And so hoping you can fill us in a little bit on what's happening in
2: these chapters of the story. Right. So um, uh, Lost Dungeons of Norath is basically um, that there is kind of like an NPC guild, right, called the Wayfarer's Brotherhood, led by a man named Morden Rasp. And they're just sort of... uh, a dm's version of what all the players are already doing like this is a guild that went around and explored all of norath and kind of delved into the deepest dungeons and blah 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 just like we do as players but they um routinely discover new threats down there right but they can't handle it themselves so they rely on us um to join kind of like mercenaries into the wayfarer's brotherhood and help them out so that's what we're doing like when we do the guck raids we're, we're going into deepest guck to stop rituals that will let the Froglocks, you know, conquer Antonica, or we're helping a prison escape happen, all those sorts of things. And there are many like minor subplots. Um, but basically the plot of Lost Dungeons of Norath is all these new areas have been uncovered over time. There are problems in them, and you are helping Morden Rasp and the Wayfarers Brotherhood to um, solve many of those problems. And then unfortunately, the original plot for Gates of Discord was scrapped. <laughs> in favor of using the wayfarer's brotherhood to introduce you to god so then they discover the continent of talogia next um after the lost dungeons they discover this whole new continent called Telosia, which somehow we never found um and that is the continent where gates of discord takes place we find out that the muromites um the armies of mata maram overlord mata maram have uh, wait, wait, wait. Invaded- is that why your character's name is mata Yeah, all my characters are named after raid mobs. Okay. If you ever do like show name four, so you see the full name, my character's name is Overlord (laughs) Madamaram. Okay. But uh, so the Muramites are a group of people called the Discordians. And what they do is they go around two different worlds. Like we have planes and stuff, but each world has their own planes, right? So we're like this little macrocosm and they're outside of that. And they come in, they kill all the gods, they conquer the world, they take valuable races as like um, military or slave labor, and then they go on to the next one. They progress further, right? So they come to our world, and the place they invade happens to be Talosia. Hmm. And we go to Talosia, and we help the, the Nihil, um, which are those like tiny little, like very pale people with white hair. <laughs> we help them. Um, try to break free of the Muramites who are there. And we kill the general of modern Muram who was sent here as like this, you know, the vanguard and that is Tunat Muram. And then following that, we develop a way to transport ourselves to the lands of discord so that we could take the fight to them. And that's moments of war where we, we instead invade them and what we end up doing is we use the races, you know, because because of the way they do things, all the races that serve under them yeah. are not necessarily happy with them. Right. And so we fight uh Overlord Matamoram, who's one of the coolest bosses in EQ. And uh and at a key moment in our battle against him, he is betrayed by the uh I forget I, suddenly I forget what Mo- they're called, but they're Mothman. Is he betrayed by, by Mothman? Pretty, pretty <laughs> much modern, right? Um by these people who can travel the planes, yeah. they're like what empower him to invade the planes. They betray him at a key moment in the fight against him, and it allows us to claim victory.
0: Sounds like um, if um any Metazoo characters are showing up here, they'd be like cosmic characters because it sounds like there's some serious like alien invasion vibes that I'm getting here. It is kind of like that, yeah. And then, and then we can pull out
2: the cosmic astronaut or something to go back after them. I want to find the thing that OMM says. He's, he's such a boss. When you walk up to him, like, in his, in his citadel, he's just standing there. And you walk up and you have a conversation with him before he fights you. Um,
1: if, you had a, if you had to choose to do a, um, a opening day with your guilds would it be this expansion that's coming out or the one after it if you had to only choose one and i know i think you only have today to sign up right isn't that right did i read that right today oh my god
2: yeah you better sign up today by the way guys sign up um i would do gates uh, gates is a lot easier to do from a human standpoint omens of war is another one of those ones that's going to take like two days
1: and is that is gates first or second
2: gates is first gates is in two weeks
1: Okay, and I need to sign up by today if I want to do that.
2: Yeah. Okay. Sean's just actin- asking like strictly a practical qu- question about which one he should sign up for. <laughs>
1: and completely, I wanted to know. Yeah, I, I yeah. Really want to know.
2: All right. Yeah, All right. yeah, almost a war is, is a, a lot like Luckland, where you have to farm these key pieces and it could take a while. Okay. And I think a Omens really is the
0: one that we've never done. I want to say we left during Gates. Isn't that when a lot of people left? Because back in the day, they basically yeah. released, a, released a level 70 expansion, but didn't let us get past level 65, so it was just
2: really difficult for everybody? I think it was just overtuned, but that is the rumor, yeah. Okay. Um, no, no one in all of EverQuest ki- killed Toonat Miram um, before Omens of War came out. In fact, we were several months into Omens of War when the boss of G.O.D. was killed for the first time.
0: Well, we're gonna do it though, right? On
2: mischief, easy. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do it in like eight hours or less. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to read this. We're talking about Lord though. Let's do uh, it. So this is what this is what Overlord Ram says when you encounter him at the end. He says, "So you are the mighty God Killers. I'm not surprised you managed to make it this far. I did expect there to be more of you. Do you really think so little of me? I have destroyed worlds where animals roam with power that would cause your gods to tremble." And then you say, "What worlds?" He says. You would have made fine additions to my army, were you not so willful. Prepare yourself for power beyond your greatest nightmares. And then, when you kill him, his last words as he um, dies—his last words are, "There are worlds other than these." Let me—he dies. Oh my goodness! Is
0: is that almost his way of saying, "Like I might
2: see you again, because maybe I'm dead in this world"? Yeah, I think he—he's kind of telling you, like, "Hey, there, there are other worlds that we've conquered. There's more of us out there that you're going to have to face." It's said in legend that Overlord Madamaram wears the skulls of gods of other worlds that he's conquered on his belt. Oh,
0: tough guy. What a tough guy. Um, tough. What, is, uh, what is the jam to do these days, in your opinion, uh, with LDON out? I see a lot of people will put up on their looking for group thing. They'll say, no LDONs! <laughs> Only fire or paw! Do you think... It, is LDONs a, is a scam? Because I'm having fun doing them, personally. I don't even know what I'm working towards yet. It's just that whenever I log out, I'm like, sure, I'll just do three of whatever LDON. I'm sure I'll use the points somehow.
2: I think the people who are focused on Paw and Fire are doing it wrong. It's, really? it's not the spirit of you. Yeah, you should do LDON because, um, like, next expansion or the expansion after that, you're not going to do LDONs anymore. Uh, but for, like, the next six expansions, like, literally for over a year, Paw is the best EXP in the game. Really? Yeah, you will be so tired of (laughs) PAW. Is there a lore behind how PAW got filled with all these elementals or whatever? Oh, absolutely. It is the second most common lore in EverQuest outside of Interrupted It. (laughs) Like if you just had to, if you, if if like Brad McQuaid came and asked you a question about EverQuest lore, but you didn't hear what he said and he was like, so what do you think? And you just had to answer it. Your number one answer should be interrupted. <laughs> it. You'd probably be right. But if you didn't have that answer, the next one would be they dug too deep. Hmm. <laughs> nice. That's perfect. So, so just like the hole, what happened with the hole, the same yeah. thing. The, the gnolls, they, they were digging, right? They, they dug too deep. Yeah. single cool. the other foot came up, and the elementals killed the gnolls that were there, chased them out, and that's how it went. So we'll be fighting elementals in PAW, no gnolls. I think
0: that again with the Metazoo crossover, I think it was actually Sinkhole Sam that broke yeah. through, that created, that created the big hole. Because Sinkhole Sam, you look at him on that card; he looks like a little gardener snake. That thing is huge. I, I think Sam is like a big
2: Onyx. You know what I mean from
0: Pokemon? Mm-hmm. I don't know Pokemon. Did you get into Pokemon? Uh, I mean, I was, um,
2: I was like five when it came out. <laughs> well, you said five-year-olds love Pokemon, right? I was the target audience. <laughs> I was right there. Yeah. I was all about it. I was obsessed with Pokemon. Was Charizard the card back then, or was it, was it Pikachu back then? Charizard was the card, 100%. Really? If you were asked, and you had Charizard, you were the man. And if you didn't, you were poor.
0: Why? <clears throat> I don't get it. Pikachu was the face of the game. I didn't, never got why Charizard became
2: the card. He was the best. He had 120 HP. Oh, so he was just a big, fat monster. Yeah, he was the biggest... He, You know, he was the Sheevan Dragon of, uh, of classic Pokemon. The only Pokemon that came anywhere close was like... Zapdos. But you could look at the cards and by the way, little kids didn't know how to play and they just looked at the numbers and did the math. You know what I mean? <laughs> they didn't care that you needed mana or whatever energy right. symbols uh, to bring them out. Um, so the only Pokemon that came close was like Zapdos or if you had a, an Abra and you successfully got 10 heads flips in a row, you could paralyze them until you killed them.
0: <laughs> Do you think it became the best card because, in a way, it was the most powerful? Because the way a kid plays is they don't read the rules. They're just like, my monster's better than yours. Bam, bam, bam. My card beats yours. I win. So that's why Charizard
2: was the best because it really did win. Um, yeah, I mean, all of the above. He's cool because he's a dragon, right? Okay. And kids in that demographic, love dragons. He's got the biggest numbers. And honestly, I haven't played Pokemon enough or in, in a recent enough time to know if he actually performs at the best. But I think he does. Could be wrong. I think he was literally the best um, when you're in like, the late game of Pokemon. Hmm. And he was a starter from the, from the video game, which made him, you know, everybody knew who Charizard was. So all those reasons.
0: Okay, I want to fill out this, this uh, team, this Metazoo team into EverQuest. We have the Paladin. Is, did we determine that um, Adam was a wizard? Yeah. Okay. And then we have, uh, we have the Druid dingbell what what did we say dingbell is he's helpful he can work with electricity um possibly mm-hmm. loyal um i mean he makes things run he's a, like a tinkerer
2: who's a tinkerer because the you know no i could say he could be like a, he could be like a gnomish uh rogue maybe okay i
0: like that because he can he hid in a car that's roguish to hide in the car when nobody yeah. saw he was there Okay, I dig that, I dig that. Okay, next we need, um, now this is a tough one if we're doing two wizards, because another big character is the Rainbow Wizard. He's like the head of Hogwarts. Do we go double wizard, or do we say you're not invited? Because we all know you never go double wizard, right, guys, in EQ? Well, maybe, wait, maybe Adam Ackler is an enchanter. Mm. Uh, okay, okay, I can dig it. And then we let the Rainbow Wizard in as a wizard. Would you ever run double wizard in, in, in EverQuest, or would you say get out of here, sixth person?
2: well in in modern tlp everquest i wouldn't run single wizard <laughs> <laughs> um, you know um okay P99,
0: we got to finish this group but that, that actually I, I bounce back and forth so much but which classes are about to get better in everquest we hear about this a lot we're like oh these are expansions like one thing we heard about a lot is shadow knights only get better they only mm-hmm. get better and then i heard things like uh what is it druids and shamans get res eventually or something and i hear like I don't know.
2: What classes are
0: getting better in the next couple expansions?
2: Um, rangers are going to be a little bit... They're not going to get worse, but they're going to be relatively a little bit worse. Um, berserkers are going, to, are going to come out, and they're going to suck. But I guess existing is better than not existing, so Berserkers <laughs> get better. <laughs> um, monks are going to get better. What? Warriors are going to get better. Yeah. Their DPS is going to get better, Monk? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to see, like, the... Right now, like, I, we, we talked about a parse where a rogue beat all the monks a, a couple weeks ago right i don't think we're gonna see that in case of discord okay um, mom also just get better i think omens of war it's gonna take off even even more i want to say it's omens where monks get a new discipline that is dps oriented and rogues get like a cc disc that they'll never use <laughs> awesome whoops
0: who gets, who gets the res is it shamans androids get a res
2: I don't know offhand. I'm okay. sorry about that. But
0: you don't play those priest classes as much, do you?
2: They're the best. No. This, this is my first server really playing a cleric at all. Okay.
0: All right. This is actually this whole thing, Sean, was leading up to an intervention, actually. Have you bought your Shania yet, Sean? I'm going to set this... You haven't bought it yet, have you? I'm going to set this up to the audience. For those of you who are here for the MetaZoo and not here for the EverQuest... Sean and I both have pretty good characters on this EverQuest server. We've put a bunch of hours into them. We got them the highest level. We got a bunch of great gear. We got the extra stuff on top of levels they call AA's. We got some good characters here. What's very important to a melee class in this game is their weapon, right? Super important. It's like your most important thing, right? And Sean's a melee class. He's a monk, right? Sean, you look like you're about to fall asleep over...
1: (laughs) so i'm, I'm just waiting i'm just waiting so patiently patiently
0: so the other thing you have to know about sean is in real life he's very uh you know he doesn't throw his money around he's like oh i could i would love some gum but it's 50 cents so no thank you he's that kind of guy so now he's at a point in this video game where he has x amount of video game dollars okay let's just say it's a hundred video game dollars for example this weapon that he keeps trying to convince all of his friends to go try to help farm with him so he can have the best weapon in the game now costs like $5. He has $100 and this thing costs the equivalent of $5 and he still refuses to buy the best weapon in the game that I'm d- I'm done ranting. Can you back me up, Zay? Tell him to buy the damn thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, you should get it. Okay,
2: I'll get it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I can just give you one. You no, no,
1: no, I won't. I won't let you do that, but I appreciate it. Um, I have the platinum to buy one. I've told myself I'd wait till they were under 500,000, and they are. Last night, we they saw are. them for an under five. They're finally under oh. five. No excuses. I, just, I don't have an excuse now.
2: you buy buying it. Uh, now? Yeah, so, I mean, the, the thing about it is like, man, the the primary weapon, especially, is just like it's a hard cap. There's a hard cap on how much damage you could do, and like, even if you have every perfect buff, all the AAs, and every other piece of gear, it's just going to be like, yeah, no Shania. Here you go and now now once
0: he buys it all we're gonna do is talk about how it didn't count because he didn't actually win a roll for
2: it <laughs> he just bought it <laughs> it didn't count <laughs> But don't feel any pressure, you know what I mean? Don't don't really feel pressured by it.
1: No, you're right. It's like my best friend and my raid leader telling me here. Not to, not, but, you know, you, you're right. It's like one of the best players ever play the game, all that stuff. No pressure. No, I don't feel, I don't feel weird about it What are you doing with
0: the money, Sean? What is the plan for the Chrono? No, it's to buy it, Sean. That's what
1: I wanted to do. <laughs>
0: all right. Who is the last person in the group? Um, We could have M, who is kind of – M was the mentor – of Rose and Sam and Adam Ackler growing up. He's the one who taught them to use magic, right? Could we, does M, do we put M in the group? Very powerful. But again, would that be double wizard? Nobody wants double wizard. Nobody wants that.
2: Yeah, double wizard would be, it would be really rough.
0: Okay, there's like this sharpshooter dude in the fourth book who looks like cowboy bebop mixed with a vampire who like shoots a gun and like takes on Mothman. Maybe that sounds ranger-ish, right? Ranged attacks. Yep. Yeah.
1: You can go that direction.
0: Bring that one in. Sure. All right, we got our team. Who are who are you going to be, Sean? Who are you on the team? There's nobody with a shenai, so.
2: <laughs> no one, uh... Perfect.
0: You don't have one either. It's perfect
2: fit. Oh, very good. <laughs> um, so, Sean, you, you have the pure seal wraps, right, from Zegony? Yeah. Do you know? Do you remember when you got them?
1: It's a while ago. It was like the second time we did time, I believe.
2: Wow. Oh, so a long time ago. A long time ago. What are you using in your off in your in your primary hand right now?
1: Uh, the battle fists, I believe. What? The, <laughs> I believe they're. <laughs> the, I believe the that's what it is. is. Yeah, the purple ones. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Which, which hand are you using that in? The offhand. Okay. Oh thank goodness. my god. Yeah.
2: The this offhand. This too funny.
0: Offhand. I'm having too good um, of a time tonight. <clears throat> but honestly,
2: yeah, so I use that. Go ahead. A shenile will be about a fifty, fifty DPS increase for you. Maybe a little bit more. Um, you know, fifty DPS is not a lot. But if we look at like planet time, planet time parse is about seven thousand seconds. Sorry, hang on. Let me let me pull it up. Is about. Grasshopper is two thousand seconds. Okay, so I did the math, and having a shani would would increase your damage by over one hundred thousand damage.
1: Holy shoot, everybody! Well, just for that reason alone, that's super
2: helpful. That's like
0: that's like fifteen percent of your damage on a raid. Everybody, to put it in perspective for all of
2: you, right? Is it roughly somewhere around there. I can tell you exactly what percentage oh, it is. Oh my goodness, you, we're breaking down the math, everybody. In the example that I'm looking at, you did 605,000 damage, and you would go up to 700. What? And, uh, Sean, just buy that thing. wait. Alright, All right, I'm logging in right now. Okay. And it would make you go from number 16 on the parse to number 11 on the parse, just in, in this particular one I'm looking at.
0: I was number 15 in that one, by the way, and I'm a shaman, so put that together.
2: <laughs> um,
0: so... I've been wanting to do, we watched you uh, play Mando for a minute last night, and it made me want to do it again. Okay. Um,
2: What do you think? So, are you thinking of SSF or Mando? Because I was playing SSF last night. Wait, what's that? Solo Self-Found. Okay, can you explain to everybody what this is? yeah so you play everquest which is a game meant to be grouped in but you play it solo self-found which is like you don't group with anyone you don't get ports you don't get buffs you don't trade with anyone i don't want to do that because
0: i want to play with sean so no how about
2: dsf duo duo, Duo Duo self-found you have to pick bad classes right because if you guys (laughs) if you play shaman and monk like that's a classic duo everyone knows you could duo to 65 (laughs) thing right you gotta be like Uh, rogue, rogue 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 or like rogue <laughs> like warrior warrior yeah rogue warrior that'd be that'd be a tough
0: one <laughs> what do you think sean do you want to try mando or dsf i think it sounds like fun because like i don't want to leave mischief i'm here for quite a while longer i want to keep kicking it people have asked us do you want to try this right now i want to stay on mischief but i feel like it would be fun to mix it up for a minute here to try something a little different i feel like trying a week or two of mando might be fun. I mean, we'd yell at each other all
2: the time for getting each other killed. It'd be great. So if you do Mando, that's a way to do permadeath because SSF is also usually coupled with permadeath. Mando yeah. is a way to do permadeath um, with a group of people. So Mando, you could have a full group. It could be a whole guild. But the, the thing about Mando is it's named after Mandalorian uh, because you are a bounty hunter and there are named targets particular hard mobs or rare mobs which have bounty scores and you take a screenshot of you killing them and you get points really yeah oh. so th- th- this was like a whole thing i made up so oh i didn't know that had to do with the mando yeah. i thought
0: mando was just cuz he was badass and you were badass for making a character you'd delete if he ever died
2: no 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 so it's like hey the ghoul lord might be a, a character in mando like a, so there's a bounty oh. on the ghoul lord because it's very risky to go get that kill and if you kill him within a certain level range of him you get points for it but you have a permadeath character so you're risking it all to go for that kill
0: well i going back to metazoo again like i love this permadeath because it's higher stakes let's bring the anti back in metazoo everybody remember that back in the early days of magic the gathering let's start playing in metazoo where if you lose you just give your deck to your opponent all right let's play some with some poker stakes here play for pinks
1: I'm I'm going to make some stinky decks if we play that way for sure. <laughs> yeah, you can take this with you.
0: Love it. Love it. Well, I know that you got uh you got a bunch of stuff going on here, so we can probably start to start to wrap it up a little bit. Can you can you tell everybody Zaid where they can find you on uh, on Twitch
2: and YouTube hey, and what Yeah, I'm- it's, I recently started streaming again, which is funny because like after the first episode of this show, I pretty much stopped streaming. <laughs> so now I'm, I'm finally back. Uh, you could find me on Twitch TV slash God. I'm a Twitch partner. I stream EverQuest uh, right now. I don't have a set schedule, but it's a couple times a week. Um, and right now, very fortunately, if you look at the EverQuest um, category, if I'm streaming, I'm usually the, the top one there. So just click the first one. That's Easy. me. If not me i'm not streaming and one
0: thing that people this is just something you'll learn if you go on but um zade uh interacts with his uh twitch very well and he's also good at the game so he can talk a lot while he's playing and you can ask him lore questions and you love answering them it seems like right people will ask you questions about lore all the time and you'll just talk about it all the time on your stream seems like people really dig it yeah
2: i love it nice I like when new people come because they ask, like, the easy ones again, and I get to talk about those. Can you tell us about Kern's
0: Tower again, Dad? Right. It's
2: like, oh, yes, please. I will I will tell you about Kern's Tower. Sit down. Um, my regulars ask me really hard questions. They're sort of like, where did the gem that went into the swift wind come from? And I'm like, um... Here. Love
0: it. All right. Well, I think that's a good time for us to probably wrap it up. Sean, you got any playing in you tonight? Let's start those Mando characters later. Whoop, whoop.
1: Uh, yeah, we could do that, potentially, but I, I just want to thank Zaid again for coming on. We always love having you on. You're fantastic. Thank you again for the awesome uh, raids that you provide us with weekly. It's fantastic as well. And Jeff, I want to thank you for letting me ask all the questions, just like you said you were going to start this <laughs> off. One of my favorite things is, like, you're like, this is how we're going to do it, and then I don't think you took a breath once again, which is I'm grateful for. You have uh-huh. a talent. I just want to acknowledge it.
0: I thought I, I sensed hesitation. I'm like, oh, I better jump in there right away. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's
2: called, not, it's called breathing, but it's okay.
0: <laughs> All right, thanks, Sean. Thanks, Sid. I'll see you guys later. Bye, y'all.
2: Catch you later. Thank you for having me.
0: Bye.